everyone. I'm Ashton McManus, Director of Marketing at Affectiva. Welcome to the second season of Affectiva Asks, a human-centric AI podcast, where each episode we will interview a thought leader doing cutting-edge work in the AI space. A little bit about us. Affectiva is the pioneer of Emotion AI, software that can detect nuanced human emotions in complex cognitive states. When we spun out of the MIT Media Lab in 2009, one of the early uses of our tech was in market research, where it helped brands understand how consumers were responding emotionally to their video ad content. Today's episode features Graham Page, Global Managing Director of Media Analytics at Affectiva. During the interview, he talks to us about his background and career trajectory to Affectiva, while also addressing the challenges of marketers and even the crossover of media content monetization into the automotive industry. Hi, everyone, and thank you so much for joining us today with me. I have Graham Page. Thank you so much for making the time to speak with me. I don't know. So to start, uh, tell us a little bit about your background. How has your career path taken you to Affectiva? Uh, I've worked in the marketing and marketing insights industries for over 25 years, primarily working with uh, brands and advertisers to help them understand how people feel about their brands, how powerful they are, and also how to optimize their marketing communications to uh, promote brands and, and help people make choices. So I've done that for uh, a long time. Uh, as part of that process, I've spent a lot of time looking at the methods from cognitive science and neuroscience and how those methods can help uh, marketers understand people better and make better brand choices and you know, uh, offer a stronger return on the investments that they're, that they're making. Uh, and so as part of that, I did a lot of work looking at how you know different ways of, of measuring people's responses might help or or, or not help so much. So you know, I, I I've looked at a lot of uh, technologies, including putting people in brain scanners, putting uh, you know EEG skull caps on people. Those things are interesting, but um, none of them are particularly scalable or comfortable. So uh, one of the pieces of work I did uh, maybe a decade ago was looking into uh, the the benefits or, or the the utility of people's facial expressions as a means of understanding their responses and the company that I did that with was Affectiva originally and, and so I've worked with the business for many years uh, and that's led me to ultimately move into the business and, and now lead the media analytics group. Wonderful, excellent. So now with your role at Affectiva, mm. which I think you've been here four months, five months, Yeah, six, about that, maybe six months roughly, now. Time goes quickly. By the time, yeah, this goes out. Um, so why don't you tell us a little bit more about your role and you know how it relates to our applications in the media analytics. Space. Sure. So uh, I'm responsible for uh, running the media analytics division. So that's the part of the business that works with uh, advertisers, marketers, um, market research businesses to help give better insights uh, about people's responses to all forms of media content effectively. So if uh, a publisher wants to understand how people respond to a particular program or a trailer, they can use our technology for that purpose. Uh, and I'm responsible for the group that, that delivers um, uh, those insights to, to, to clients. Excellent. Great. So for those of you know our listeners who are unfamiliar with Affectiva's background in media mm -hmm. analytics, which I know you just spoke to a little mm -hmm. bit, um, can you explain briefly you know, what our offerings are? Sure. Uh, so I guess the, the challenge that we meet and with, with our offerings is about 
uh, emotional understanding. So traditionally, a lot of brands and uh, and marketers use survey-based research methodologies or focus groups to understand how people might respond to a product concept or how they might respond to to an advertising campaign. And those are, are powerful tools have been used for, for many years. But one of the challenges that that, that brings is, uh, you know, people often say perhaps what they wish were true, or when they reflect upon how they, they feel about something, they may give a, a summary rather than really understand exactly how they, they felt. Um, and so by using methods such as uh, Affectiva's emotion AI technology, uh, looking at people's faces, listening to their voices, we can, I think, add some, some significantly enhanced insight there because people don't have to think about how they feel they don't have to think about why they did something we can kind of see in the moment what really lit them up what really annoyed them and therefore provide marketers with much more insight about what it is that's really um, powerful and really connecting with people uh, and the things that perhaps they are less happy with so our, our offers essentially are uh, a number of, uh, of uh, technologies that allow us to provide that insight one of which in, in particular is integrating with some of the survey tools that the, the marketing insights uh, industry already uses. So we will often uh, be kind of part of a survey, for instance, uh, which then allows uh, our clients to understand both what people say and also how they, they felt and how they reacted in the moment. Mm-hmm. And another point um, for this platform, it's all with users' consent and they're opting in and absolutely. all that good privacy. Yeah, stuff. absolutely. And I think that's a, that's a really critical point that people uh, do need to understand. So none of none of our data is collected um, without people's consent. So if, for instance, somebody is, is taking a survey about a piece of advertising, um, at the point where we play them the ad, uh, they're asked if they consent to be filmed. And if they don't, then they continue anyway. Uh, there's no filming happening at that point. But if people do opt in, then, uh, then we can record them. We just we just record them while they're watching the ad, and recording shuts off after that, and then they can go on to, to answer survey questions. But we'll have collected the data we need. So, yeah, we're we're absolutely respectful of people's privacy. There's no, nothing uh, surreptitious happening. Excellent, always good. Um, so, what are some of the challenges of those who work in the media analytics space? I think. To come back to, I guess, the point I, I mentioned earlier, it, one of the hardest things for um, people in media to understand is how people feel because, you know, we don't think about how we feel as we're feeling it, mm-hmm. right? So it's, right. It, it's, a, it's quite a difficult thing to, to understand. People are very good and we're almost kind of trained through our education to, to give rational reasons for why we do things. Mm-hmm. Um, but actually understanding some of those more instinctive reactions that are really important in framing our thought processes and why we might decide to do something to, to buy a particular brand or a new car or, or, or make a, a life choice understanding those instinctive responses is quite hard Uh, and yet increasingly marketers are realizing and and businesses are realizing that you've got to understand that that initial response that kind of emotional response to really understand why people do something so the challenge that we help marketers and and businesses address is exactly that so how did somebody feel in the moment that may then have influenced quite profoundly Either the choice they made or how they how they evaluated an experience. Mm-hmm. So, to if, if as most businesses do, if we want to offer our, our, our customers a a better experience, then understanding how they're responding to our campaign, ad campaigns, or brand experiences is is really important. And and this technology 
allows uh, an additional level of insight that they perhaps can't get just by talking to people. Yeah, absolutely. So, and I think this is going to build a little bit on your mm-hmm. answer, but, you know, based on your work, what do you think that brands and marketers need to do or recommend mm-hmm. that they focus on mm-hmm. when they're thinking about these campaigns? Yeah, and, and it absolutely speaks to, to, to what we were just discussing. Yeah. I think the, you know, the more that brands can understand their customers, the more the businesses can understand the people that are buying or might buy um, their, their services, then the more effectively they can create services that people really want and the, the more successful they will be. Um, I think everyone knows that emotion is important, but actually a lot of the metrics that businesses use to make their choices are still quite rational. They are, you know, they're looking at kind of hard sales figures and they're, they're looking at, at, you know, what people have said on uh, feedback forms or on social media. Actually understanding what's happened in the moment as somebody's gone through an experience uh, or, uh, you know, experience an ad campaign, that is is adding a real level of detail and, and a level of insight that, that really helps, I think, a lot of businesses just get better at delivering for, for their customers' needs. Uh, and so, it, you know, we've seen over the last decade that businesses are focusing more and more on, on that. But I think what they could still do with our, our better metrics to you know, really make decisions in a more considered way based on, on how people, not just not just on what people say, but what on, the, on what they feel. Mm-hmm. Excellent. So how are we working with Kantar? Um, what other partners of ours would you highlight and mm-hmm. what do their products look like? Um, so I think, uh, as, you, as you've uh, suggested there, so one of our big uh, partners is Kantar, uh, and that's the, the business that I worked at um, prior to coming to Affectiva. Um, again, a lot of the work that, that we do together is in the uh, marketing campaign development space. So ensuring that um, uh, clients' advertising investments are effective and, and that they're making a connect, not just not just publicizing a, a product, but they're making an emotional connection with consumers because that's important in, um, uh, in attracting people to you. So uh, a lot of the work we do together is in uh, particularly pre-testing advertising before it goes to air um, so that what is a significant investment for for the business can be you know made as as, as good as it can be. So, so as we suggested earlier on, we um, uh, along with Kantar, we'll uh, using market research panels. We'll uh, invite people to a survey, have them watch an ad. Where, at which point, with their consent, we'll uh, record them and, and measure their emotional responses. But then also they can answer some questions that Kantar have, uh, have you know, carefully over the years calibrated against behavioural responses and together our emotional insight and and kind of uh, immediate response insight can then be combined with you know people's more considered answers to give a feel like a whole brain view of how people have responded to that ad and and that's incredibly powerful for a lot of the you know the the world's biggest advertisers so the uh, between us i think we work with over 25 percent of the fortune 500 um so a lot of uh you know some of the, the the biggest marketers in the world are using this technology alongside uh Kantar's work to uh, really optimize what they do awesome excellent so as you know mm-hmm. as an employee of affectiva um we're also working in the automotive space mm-hmm. uh, we're providing in-cabin sensing solutions to oems and tier ones um, I understand you may have some insights surrounding automotive and market research, and I was wondering if you could share that or if you have some insights for us. Sure. Um, so, I mean, automotive brands rightly spend a lot of a lot of their time optimizing the car itself, the in-cabin experience, the features, and 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 so on. And there's a lot of research done to to help that process to make sure that you know 
the, 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 the look and feel and the, the, the touch of the vehicle is you know, sending the right message or that people are going to be really delighted with different, different features. So you know, unsurprisingly, lots of work's done to, to make that um, as good as it can be. Um, a lot of that, again, takes time and, and, and is complicated. So adding in a, a, a layer of emotional insight through you know kind of observing people as well as just asking them questions after you've, you've shown them a car for instance or, or had them go through an experience uh, adding that layer of insight I think you know can can really help with spotting when something is going to be a problem if, if a new feature doesn't is, is beginning to annoy people or if people are really kind of lit up by a particular um, uh, particular experience so uh, you know, we've already done some work with um, some auto manufacturers where, again, people have, have been invited to you know, try out a new feature and, and we've then been able to, with their consent, record them and then you almost use that insight to say, well, okay, look, you, you seem to be struggling at this point. Well, tell us more about that. Why was that? So, you, again, you get that sense, you get to hone in on a particular possible problem, but then also use more conventional research to understand why that was. So, uh, yeah, we've done, we've already done some work in that space and I think there's, there's, there's a lot of growth up opportunity there. Yeah. And another piece of this, and I think it's super interesting, you know, when you're thinking about, you know, taxis, we used to sit in the mm-hmm. back seat and see the content uh-huh. that was kind of played, like commercials yeah. or Jimmy Kimmel or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, when you're looking to the future of that automotive experience, mm-hmm. it could be a robo taxi. It could be, you know, just the iPads that are available mm-hmm. for kids to watch in yeah. the back seat. You know, what, what are your thoughts on how you could, I don't know, mm-hmm. monetize that yeah. or what, like, what does that kind of look like? No, it's, it's a really fair point because as, as the, the, that interior of vehicles becomes more of an entertainment space and less of a driving space, mm-hmm. then obviously these sorts of applications become really important. Mm-hmm. And yeah, of course, by you know, if we can understand what is lighting people up about the content that they're watching, uh, then that offers a number of opportunities. So as a as a passenger, if you know the system understands that you like a particular uh, form of content, you like tend to like you know comedies rather than serious dramas, uh, then perhaps some of that content can be tailored for you as soon as you kind of sit in the in the vehicle because it, it knows who you are but also it knows how you tend to to respond so there's there's means by which we can make the 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 uh occupant's experience better but also conversely for to, to pick up on your point about um kind of taxi advertising mm-hmm. again a lot of that uh, those kind of systems don't really understand how people are responding. So if those systems did understand that, uh, again, a certain type of content is not working well, then again, systems can begin to switch that out for something which is more, um, uh, uh, you know, more positive and more uh, more effective. Uh, and equally, it can understand that it shouldn't show a type of content, certain types of content to certain people. So the, the, the opportunity for making sure that uh, the people who see, say, advertising are, are the right sort of people, but also more engaged, I think, becomes much greater when you have a, a technology that is sensitive to the emotional state of the occupant. Absolutely. Super interesting. Um, so if you had one takeaway for listeners today, what would mm-hmm. you like to tell them? Um, I, I think that uh, technologies like this can on the face of it, sound occasionally scary. You know, I don't necessarily want to, to be observed. It's, it's a natural response that many people have. But I think the more, my view is the more that brands and businesses understand customers, the better the, the experiences and the brands and the products and the you know, advertising campaigns that they create can, can be. And you know, I don't think it's therefore something to, to necessarily be feared. It actually should lead to businesses doing a better job for their customers and that's that's to to the benefit of everybody um, and as long as 
these technologies are applied sensitively and with the, the appropriate privacy constraints, then then I actually think this is a win for, for, for lots of people. Definitely. Yeah. So what are some of the other areas of media analytics we're working on? You know, what's up next? So, you know, the nice thing about this is that there are so many potential applications of the technology to, to different areas of, uh, of marketing and, and, and you know, business insight. Um, you know, we're, we're still working on extending some of the advertising development work that we do. Uh, so, for instance, one of the things that uh, we've just completed some pilot work on and, and we'll be releasing um, alongside our partners soon is uh, the ability to uh, combine the, the measurement of people's emotional responses with their behavioral actions as they say interact with a, a website or interact with a, a digital advertising campaign. So understanding, for instance, um, if people actually played ads when, when they interact with them on, say, YouTube or um, whether they looked at them when they were on Facebook and, you know, what are, you know, are there any emotional triggers to those kind of behaviors? That kind of insight's, re- I think, really helpful for um, a lot of uh, digital businesses and a lot of marketers who are increasingly spending their money in, um, in digital campaigns. So that's, that's an area of work that's very active and, and, and will be coming out very soon. Uh, but also we're exploring, you know, other applications. Uh, for instance, uh, you know, there's, there are big businesses that look at uh, the, the audiences behind, say, TV programming or video programming. Um, we're having some interesting conversations there around can we overlay uh, a level of engagement on the, that the audience has with that content over just the, the sheer numbers of people that, that those those programs are, are reaching. And I think that's incredibly helpful for um, for media, media businesses themselves to understand not just you know, how many people watched, but what it was that they liked about it so that then you know, programming can be optimized and the right kind of um, uh, content can be you know, uh, created and shared for, with different audiences. So there's a, there's a number of other applications, but those are, those are two that, that spring to mind that are, that are pretty hot at the moment. So also, uh, can you let us know where listeners can go to learn more or do you have any other call to action for them? Sure. Uh, I mean, obviously, if people want to, to learn more, the natural place to go to is, is affectiva.com. Uh, also try uh, the uh, Affectiva uh, Emotion AI Summit site because we have put a, a lot of material up there. Uh, I gave a, 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 a paper on uh, the role of purposeful advertising and, and how important that is and how people respond to ads mm-hmm. with, with purpose messages. I, I gave a, a, a talk at the last summit on that. Uh, so if people want to hear more and, and download that, then that's, that's there uh, for them to do so. Excellent. Yeah, and we also um, have the next Emotion AI Summit. We do. We're targeting, I think it's going to be October. So mm-hmm. uh, stay tuned for more updates around that. I think we will probably have a media analytics track. So you may be speaking again. Uh, I, I hope so. And I think, you know, given the, the huge amount of data that we have, and we have got, you know, uh, data on uh, thousands of ads, you know, there's a huge uh, amount of insight that will be generated from that. And, and we'll be sharing a lot more of that at the next uh, Emotion AI Definitely. Summit. Do you know what the latest number is? I'm curious. Yeah. So I think we have data on four. 48,000 ads now. I, I wow. think so it's, a huge, it's, a, it's a huge number. And, uh, you know, and, and that's from all over the world. Yeah. So, right. you, you, have, you know, we have such a variety of cultures and people responding to different sorts of content. You know, the, the insight that we can gather from that data is huge. Excellent. Yeah, that's great. So that's all I have for you. Uh, thank you again so much, Graham. And uh, thanks for listening. It's a pleasure. Awesome. I really liked Graham's point where he comments on challenges marketers face in media analytics, where he mentions that we have been almost conditioned to give rational reasons for why we do things, but in reality, reasons we may decide to do or buy something in the moment is more extinctive. 
This conversation with Graham helped me to understand how Effectiva is providing a tool for market researchers where users don't have to think about how they felt about a piece of content because our technology can pick up on what they naturally responded to. I'm delighted to share that Graham and his team will also be presenting some new insights from our global ads database of over 40,000 ads at this year's Emotion AI Summit on October 14th in Boston. Visit EmotionAISummit.com to learn more and to register for your spot. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe to Affectiva's human-centric AI podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts for new episodes. We're also on social media, so please reach out to us on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, at Affectiva to share any feedback you have on the show and weigh in on the discussion using hashtag AffectivaAsks. Don't forget to rate us and comment with your feedback to help make the podcast more discoverable for others. Until next time, thanks for listening.